0: shippers and welcome to the show
1: today is a very special day we are joined by rachel lynn solomon author of the x talk to talk about her book her career and obviously shay and dominic do we ship it listen to find out I'm Steph and I'm Devin
0: and welcome to we ship it the podcast where Devin and I and our occasional guests gab about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time
1: yes and today we are focusing on the X talk a book that follows the fake X to real relationship progression of Dominic and Shay um, who run a radio show and a podcast
0: Yes, and obviously we were first drawn to this because it's about a relationship and a podcast. Our two favorite things here at We Ship It, obviously. Uh, but as we read, we realized how cool this story is and how well-written some of the scenes are. I seriously enjoyed the X-Talk, so let's talk about it.
1: And before we do, um, we wanted to introduce the one, the only, Rachel and Solomon, the author of the X-Talk... So welcome, Rachel.
2: (laughs) Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Um, For a brief intro, Rachel and Solomon is the best-selling author of The X-Talk, Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, Weather Girl, and more. Her romantic comedies for teens and adults have received praise from the New York Times, NPR, the National Weekly, uh, excuse me, and and Entertainment Weekly, um, as well as starred reviews from Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, Booklist, and... Library Journal. Originally from Seattle, she's currently navigating expat life with her husband in Amsterdam, where she's on a mission to try as many Dutch sweets as possible. So welcome again, Rachel.
0: Awesome. What's your favorite Dutch sweet is my question. <laughs> I, oh, I had this feeling
2: that you guys were going to ask me as soon as he finished reading that part of my bio. Um, and so my favorite thing so far are, I'm probably butchering the word, but they're called um, fortiers. And they are tiny pancakes. They're sort of tiny, fluffy pancakes. And you eat them all in, like, a stack with powdered sugar or Nutella. And um, especially when you can go to, like, a market in the winter and they're just warm. They're made right in front of you. They're excellent. Anything
1: that is shaped like a pancake, tastes like a pancake,
2: is golden. (laughs) I'm about
0: (laughs) it. And the powdered sugar, the Nutella, it's perfect. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But so we're we're so excited to have you on the show today. So we're going to hop into some questions about you. You first and your writing, and then we'll talk about obviously our couple because this is We Ship It We Have to Talk Shay and Dominic. Um, so, our first question is just for you. Can you give our listeners just your little elevator pitch of what The X Talk is about?
2: Definitely. So, The X Talk is a romantic comedy about two co workers who um, pose as exes to host a public radio show about dating and relationships. Um, and as their show gets more popular, they start falling for each other behind the scenes. So there are these layers of, um, you know, journalism ethics and a <laughs> fake relationship that is or a fake relationship that happened in the past that is now becoming a real relationship. Um, and just all all the fun deceit that you can expect in a rom-com. I really feel like a rom-com is not a rom-com without some kind of um, trickery. Like, Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I really think you need like trickery or manipulation so that people can apologize and like grow at the end of mm-hmm. it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this is actually just a question um off the cuff. So, when did you start writing X-talk and like what kind of inspired it? So, I
2: started writing it um in early 2019. Oh, wow. uh, yes, I, it, that feels. I mean, going back before the pandemic just feels like what even? Was oh,
1: I know. Yeah, what, <laughs> five years uh, ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started it in early 2019, but I really think that the book was living in my head for many years before that, um, because in college and in my early 20s, I worked in public radio. And I always felt like it would just be such a fun setting for a book. And especially as I got more into romance as an adult, I I read it as a kid and then had a long phase where I wanted nothing to do with it that I am now, you know, (laughs) I very much judge myself for for thinking that way. but so many romantic comedies in addition to all of the the deceit um so many of them center on journalism uh and you think of so many of the classics like um you know how to lose a guy in 10 days or never been kissed um Mm -hmm. yeah like pretty much all of them the woman is a if not both people, like the woman, is usually a journalist. Um, and I don't know. I'm I'm sure there have been so many think pieces about it. Um, how journalism might just be a shorthand for like, oh, she's good at her job. So <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> we're going to make her a journalist. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so I had tried to write a book um, about public radio a couple times before this one, and I just couldn't find the right, right plot. Um, and then as soon as... The, the hook for this book came to me, which was, you know, hosting a show, or two people hosting a show about dating and the twist being pretending not that they be. are, right, pretending to be exes, not that they are pretending to date or that they actually used to date. I thought it would be kind of something fun and fresh. And then a friend of mine um, gave me the title. Uh, I, I am I very rarely title my own books. Uh, <laughs> friends are, are often much better at coming up with them <laughs> than I am. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, and then actually this book was the quickest drafting process. I wrote the whole first draft in under three weeks. No way. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, I've mentioned this before, but this is one of my favorite tidbits. Most of the steamy scenes were written on a flight from Seattle to Pittsburgh in a middle seat between two older gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. And you oh know my what? I want, people,
0: I want people to imagine that while they're reading them. And <laughs> there I definitely are... w- If I reread it, I definitely yeah, will. There are some <laughs> steamy <amazing>. scenes, too. <laughs> and we love it. We love it. Like That's one of the reasons we were so excited to talk, because those scenes like obviously on we ship it we talk about a lot of different kinds of relationships mm-hmm. i think some authors are a little afraid to go there sometimes so it was just like really great and refreshing to read and i know we'll talk about it later because sure. um, you do really well with those scenes too Thank i you. think you write them really well um but devin yeah next question
1: moving right along um so we love reading and getting our hands on new books do you have any recommendations and what are you currently reading
2: Yes. Uh, so this is the kind of question in interviews where I always have to pull up my Goodreads right beforehand <laughs> to be like, oh my god, what what did I read? Um, so one thing that I can recommend that just came out this past week is All the Feels by Olivia Dade. Oh. Um, hmm. And it is the second in this series she has about. Um, fandom and it's kind of centered on a fictional game of thrones type show um and it's even though it's the second in the series it's more of a companion to the first book so it can totally be read without reading the first one and this book is about a um I think he's sort of described as like a devil may care actor, really larger than life personality, um, who is assigned this woman who she is described in the book as being like shrewish. And she even owns it. Like she has a t-shirt that says big harpy energy. Um, She just really owns like being a harpy. And it's really, it's uh, yeah, really a lot of fun. Um, So he's assigned this woman as his minder and the two of them just like completely clash and, naturally. They, yeah, yeah, and um Olivia's writing is just so fun. Like I love reading a book or watching a movie where you can tell that the the writer, the actors just had a great time doing it, and I feel like Olivia was just writing this book with a smile on her face and it totally shows. It's it's such a delight. So it was All the Feels by Olivia Dade. Love it. That
0: is awesome.
1: And you're right when uh, when you're reading something that the author just has so much enjoyment in writing, you can definitely tell as a reader. You can tell Oh, man. Get those good feels. That's great.
0: Okay, so let's hop into some romance talk. Um, Were you always invested in romance growing up? And what is it about this genre that you think attracts readers?
2: Yeah, so I I sort of alluded to this earlier, but uh, I read as a kid and a young teen um, a lot of YA, a lot of romance. Um, Meg Cabot was just my god, (laughs) goddess. (laughs) I was obsessed with with her, I followed her blog religiously. Um, and I read a lot of uh, like Sophie Kinsella um, as well. And then I hit high school and I don't know why, but I just decided that those books were not serious enough. Mm. Um, and that I only had to read, you know, the the classics and like right. the, you know, tragic white man narratives yes. of the <laughs> 18 and 1900s. And, um didn't always love them (laughs) and it wasn't until after college that I went back and kind of rediscovered romance and YA um and I just loved it so much and I could not believe that I had been away from it so for so long and that I would you know Decide that I had to read a certain type of book because I wanted to be taken seriously as like a, you know, yes. quote-unquote intellectual or people wouldn't take me seriously or think I was intelligent if I liked romance novels. Um, <laughs> there is just, a, unfortunately, a There's lot of... There's a stigma. Of, yeah, there yeah. is. And it's something um, not to like, you know, promote one of my own books, but uh, it's something that I uh, try to take apart in uh, Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, which is a one of my y- YA's. Um, but the main character wants to be a romance author and she hides it from everyone for those exact reasons. So I had a lot of fun kind of like digging into my own history with that book and kind of trying to unpack those, oh, cool. um, those expectations and judgments that I had of myself. And I, I think it even just goes more broadly than that. Like I, I think that people are predisposed to judge and look down on things that are catered, catered mainly to women and teen girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like boy bands reality shows right. and romance novels but but you really think and i think that so often teen girls and women are like driving the culture like if you think back mm-hmm. to the beatles you know oh, yeah. who were all those screaming fans <laughs> and all those black and white videos like they're all teen girls <laughs> and now you know the beatles are you know revered of, of course right. as they should be but like yeah you, you don't think like oh the beatles that's just for for teens
0: like, right yeah. no.
2: <laughs> now it's everything
0: That's so interesting you bring that up. I relate so much. I remember a time in high school and even college where, like, all I wanted to do was read a rom-com, like, on the beach. But in reality, I, I had that stigma in my head of, like, am I, like, just a dumb girl if I'm reading this? But, like, in reality, I find that, like, some of the scenes written in, like, romantic books and romance novels are most passionately written. So I think it's just, that's a really interesting point that you bring up because I I find that I experienced that too as a young person, which is kind of sad. I
2: know.
0: And I've even, as a romance author, I've had people say, To me and
2: when i tell them that that's what i write they're like oh so you write books with like shirtless men on the covers (laughs) yeah kind of books and it's like well if you knew anything about the romance market now you would know that that is not what the books look like uh, also like so what (laughs) those are fun
1: exactly um now that we're continuing in our rom-com do you have a favorite rom-com couple either in film novel or tv show
2: You know, I gotta go, like, classic Nora Ephron. Um, You've Got Mail is probably my all-time favorite romantic comedy. I just love, I love Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and everything. Oh, yeah. That one in particular is just, just like the don't cry shop girl, like, every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then, so Devin and I have spent a lot of time talking about just tropes in general and cliches, things like this. Um, Do you have a favorite romantic trope?
2: Uh, you know, all of them, but uh, (laughs) enemies to lovers is probably close to the top of the list, if if not at the very top. Devin would agree Um, with you.
1: (laughs) I love enemies to lovers.
2: But I think it's even better when you mix it with something else like forced proximity or I try to put only one bed in as many things as I can. I was actually Mm -hmm. told with... Um, so the X talk was my first adult romantic comedy mm-hmm. and I was told with my second one, they're like, maybe try something aside from enemies to lovers. Um, but for my next one, I'm, I'm, uh, going to have a bit more fun with it. So
1: nice. To awesome. That. Fantastic. So what we're going to get a little bit into, um, the X talk. Um, so what character qualities were your favorite to develop for Shay and Dominic?
2: uh, Yeah, that's a good question. So when you're writing a book, there are a lot of your own qualities that you put in characters. And I think part of that is inevitable. Even the characters that I write that feel very different from me, I think a lot of them even have just vulnerabilities or Mm -hmm. something in their past that is similar to to something that I've experienced. And um, with Shay, I mean, she's extremely ambitious. She got into radio right after college and was just so dead set on this is what I would do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I was really like that too. Um, I, in college, I, you know, tried to do every journalism internship that I could. Um, I was so focused on trying to work for NPR as soon as I graduated. And I did wind up working at one of Seattle's NPR stations for a few years. Um, but the other side of that is that I got burnt out really fast. And I think before I was 25, I was no longer working in journalism because Mm. it was just so much like I had spent my whole college life kind of just focusing on how to get that next internship and where to pitch that freelance piece. Um, so I think some of Shay's character digs into that a a little bit because she has been so single minded for so long. Mm Um, And Dominic, you know, he is approaching journalism very much from the news angle, which almost kind of sakes back to what I was talking about with romance, because I sort of thought that, you know, I only had to write or read a certain kind of book to be taken seriously. And Dominic really feels like news is the only serious journalism. You have one path
1: and, (laughs) and and there's no deviation.
2: Right. And he, you know, as he's doing the show with Shea, it opens up a little more um, and is not just that stoic, um, you know, news is the only form of journalism kind of guy. And then mm-hmm. I also gave him some some little traits of my husband, like he is a really into um cast iron cookware. My that husband is also awesome. a <laughs> I loved <It's>, that. <laughs> yeah, my husband is really into like antiquing and restoring them and then cooking with them. Like I'm not even it's not that I'm not allowed to cook with them, but um I it's like he doesn't trust me to clean them properly. <laughs> He's like, no no no, this is like my baby. These That's these too cancer. Funny.
1: <laughs> Yeah, are,
0: something I oh go ahead, Devin. They
1: are very particular um <laughs> in how you had to use yes. them. Um they
0: are. And something I love about Dominic is that he's a hundred percent all in on things that he jumps mm-hmm. in on. Mm-hmm. Like that's just something that immediately I was like, oh, I love that. Because I saw a little bit of my husband in there. It's like when he's starting this sort of relationship with Shay, he's very like out there and vulnerable with it and just mm-hmm. kind of jumps in. Same with the show. Like once he agrees to it. He's all in. And that's yeah, really 100%. that's a really great trait that I see in him, too. Oh, thank um, you. But OK, next question. So a radio show and podcast plays a prominent role in the X Talk. Have you ever had an interest in these two pieces of art? And if you had a podcast of your own, what would be its focus and its name?
2: <laughs> so in college, I did have a podcast. It was sort of a senior project. Oh, cool. Um in my mind, it was like a collegiate This American Life, but in execution, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> um, I, like, roped a few friends into it, and we just sort of recorded stories about various things happening around campus. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was one, uh, we, like, found a professor who had gone into labor in an elevator, and we, like, structured an entire episode just about, like, elevators as these kind of liminal spaces. Oh, and, my goodness. Um really like got all this dramatic um these just these dramatic uh like elevator noises um but uh yeah so there was that and then um when i worked in public radio i it did some various producing on various shows um and now you know i really i just listen as a fan awesome
1: and then to finish off that question if you had your own podcast now, <laughs> what would it Devin's focus pushing.
2: on? Uh, if I had one now, um, you know, probably something related to pop culture because that's most of what I listen to.
1: Nice. You could even do one days. on your travels now.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, you know, I. So I, this one thing Amsterdam that I have in common. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I have in common with Shay is we're both very self-conscious about the sound of our voice. Mm. Um, and her kind of being—I mean, I definitely borrowed that for myself as well. But um, I was on, ra- on the radio very rarely. And the first time I was, I actually got a piece of hate mail. Stop! Like, You're kidding like, me. Like in the email, like email, not an actual physical letter. That would have been taking
1: over it to the, the, the next level. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I definitely channeled that when I was writing her character. And it's not that it like soured me to to recording, but um you know i think you you guys probably understand doing the show like you're just more judgmental of your voice than anyone is gonna be for
1: sure i will Mm -hmm. say that that is one big thing when steph asked me to join this i was like i don't necessarily think people will care what i have to say and like (laughs) listening to me
2: you guys both sound great you both sound great and one thing i mean i love like unique voices too Mm -hmm. i any my least favorite thing is a podcast like any podcast hosted by three men, I'm like, mm-hmm. no idea who's talking at any given. And then they're like, and our guest for today, another man. Like, well, <laughs> here we go. Um, and then as far as the name, um, I would have to probably give it to a friend again to title it because that's awesome. it's yeah. Very rarely the, that one of my titles. Keep up with the tradition the of
1: friend, friend, uh, titling your pieces.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Um, dive in deeper, as a producer, Shay has to keep chai seeds on hand for Paloma Powers, her snacking needs, of <laughs> course. Um, so what's your favorite snack to have while writing?
2: Uh, I am very much like a... I don't like to snack while I'm writing because I okay. have just dirty dirty fingers, um, you know, <laughs> while you're typing. But uh, when I lived in Seattle, I did almost all of my writing at this coffee shop Um, and they had the best, um, chai, um, and by best, I just mean like sugariest because they probably had a very low actual chai. Chai. (laughs) Um, and then when the pandemic started, I found out what it was and I ordered it online and I brought a bunch over with me to Amsterdam. And then shockingly, it is widely available here.
1: No way. And not just
2: in, not just in, you know, just online, but like I've seen it in, um like you know stores like anthropology will just randomly sell like food like some kind of trendy food project product like i've seen it in a like an anthropology type store wow okay yeah all right bring back the chai um, the more you know uh, i feel like now i have to say the name of it but it is david rio chai and it is quite good
1: i will be looking i'll have
2: to look that look into that (laughs) yeah whenever i visit
1: stephanie she knows that that is my go-to his go-to
2: yes oh really do you have is there a certain brand or do no, you no no just chai in general
0: <laughs> oh chai. okay it's so good yeah <laughs> i love chai too
1: when i'm reading i usually try and have dark chocolate um mm, also...
0: devin i'm a wine and chocolate person when i'm reading or writing <laughs> for sure that might be cliche
1: and then what my snacking time while in between classes i usually throw a couple almonds in my mouth so
0: there hmm. you go that's fair Okay, so getting a little more serious now. Mm -hmm. um, Many relationships are explored in the X talk and one that quickly took hold of our hearts is Leanna and Phil. What was it like dealing with the concept of grief and finding love after loss as you were writing? Um, And what message did you want to share about this heavy topic?
2: Sure. Oh, I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, you know Shay's mom and her her fiance, and right. they they get engaged pretty early in the book. And I did not set out to write this kind of like later in life second second marriage, um, but as I was writing, I realized I really liked exploring. Uh, you know, my main character has, has never been married, never really had a mm-hmm. um, kind of lasting relationship. And her mom, meanwhile, is getting married for the second time after the two of them have been mourning her dad for for quite some time. And it's it sort of takes her by surprise that like her mom is ready to move on in this way and not in a just kind of flippant, you know, your dad doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Like it's they right. have a lot of serious conversations about it. Um, but yeah, I, I found I really enjoyed exploring that dynamic between a mother and a daughter because I hadn't read anything like that in romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of, uh, you know, it was not based on, on anything that I had experienced. Um, my parents, uh, are divorced and they have had various misadventures in dating, but, but uh, mm-hmm. it was Yeah, you know, it it really, some of those scenes, like, really struck me as, um, like, they just, I don't know, felt very heavy as as I was writing them and just really lingered with me. Like, there's, I've been tagged in a lot of posts, like, there's one particular line that stands out that that, that people quote from this book more than anything. Um, And it's, like, at the very end of one of the chapters toward the end, and it's, um, Shay is kind of talking She's just finished talking to her mom about um, kind of her own relationships and kind of realizing that, yes, we are still missing people and like we are not ever going to be whole. Is this the
1: Jagged Edges one? Move
2: on. Yeah, I is, love yeah.
1: that. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> when I listen I actually, to it. Oh, so oh, good. Thank
2: you. Um, the, so it was actually, it was in a book box earlier this year and the, the box like picks a quote to create like an art piece of artwork and they, they created one for that. But it's, um, the quote is, um, like maybe that's what we all are halfway broken people searching for, uh, something to, oh no,
0: wait, (laughs) 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 maybe I need to to grab the book. I remember reading this too. Now I'm trying to think.
1: I, I literally, cause cause sometimes I would cause sometimes I would uh, listen to the audiobook as I was driving to work, and um, which some of those steamy scenes came up while I was writing. I was like, oh, oh, oh hello. Um, but um, that particular one, I was like, oh my gosh! I have to listen. Like I have to repeat this one over and over again because it was so good. I was like, wow, oh, that just you. means so much in the grander scheme. And to have it as like the end piece of one of your chapters was spectacular.
2: Oh, I, that means so much to me and gosh, I feel that way about audiobooks all the time. I would live in constant fear of my audiobook just starting in the middle of the grocery store.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
2: I've I've found it now. It's um I used to think that without my dad, I'd never be whole again. But maybe that's what we all are. Halfway broken people searching for things that will smooth our jagged edges. Mm, Ooh, so good. That's so good. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So that's um I was I've been really like humbled that that, that has resonated with people. Yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: That's great.
1: All right. Moving along. What is it like creating a relationship fueled with passion, one of hate and love?
2: So it, when you're writing a romance, um, sometimes you get lucky and you put two characters on the page and they just spark right away. Um, and you don't even have to do that much because they are just you know magnets and it's wonderful because you you know the more you try to like keep them apart the more they want to get together and it's just all this this fantastic tension um and I got really lucky with Shay and Dominic and they did they did have that that chemistry when I first put them on on the page and I think part of it was just this innate um, disagreement that they had about what public radio is. Like Shay is mm-hmm. all about these kind of longer feature pieces. Dominic is all about the news and Shay also feels very threatened by him. Um, like mm-hmm. she is used to being the kind of prodigy at right. her station. She started young. Yeah. Yeah. She started young, got promoted really fast. Meanwhile, he comes in with a master's degree and he's just already doing things that she is not doing. Um, so he is the, the new wonder Um, And, uh, yeah, I actually, there was a, originally they kissed for the first time much earlier in the book. Um, they actually kissed in the scene where they are, like, plotting their fake relationship. Um, and it just felt, like, too early. I was like, no, I just Mm. want to drag it out a bit more and, like, make it. (laughs) Really make them suffer. (laughs) Yeah, make, make people work for it. Um, and then, uh yeah i mean i it's interesting because i think a lot of people have different definitions for what a slow burn is Mm. um and like i think this one is fairly slow i think they don't get together until chapter 22 ish yeah
1: Yeah, i'd say it's a (laughs) mid-burn yeah
2: (laughs) mid-burn meanwhile one of my yas they get together like 95 (laughs) percent.
1: oh wow that's a slow one (laughs) that would kill me that's awesome
0: awesome Okay, so next question, we're going to talk about some other books. Um, 2022 will be a big year for you um, with not just one but two releases, Weather Girl and See You Yesterday. So congratulations on that. Um, Can you give our listeners a clue into what they might find in these novels? Yes. So
2: Weather Girl is out January 11th, and it is about a TV meteorologist and a sports reporter who Scheme to reunite their divorced bosses at their TV station.
0: Yes. Um, so
2: it is sort of like set it up or the parent trap at a TV station, um, <laughs> but steamier. <laughs> <And> yes. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. There's a few things in that book that I'm really passionate about. Um, there's a fat hero, which is not something that is seen very often in romance. I think there's um, been a lot a, a lot more um, uh, body representation for women um are still i feel like men only have one body type in mm-hmm. in most romance novels so that was something that was really important to me um and then the main character has depression and that is a fairly big part of the book
1: cool. um she's
2: on medication and in therapy and there but you know still you know having
1: very real struggles. characters i like that
2: yeah um you know, I saw someone call this, call it like a real life romance novel and that really struck me. So that's, oh, cool. yeah, that's, 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 kind of what, what I feel like it is. Um, and then uh, See You Yesterday comes out in May and that is, and I got to have more fun with Enemies to Lovers. It is about a girl who winds up stuck in a time loop on her first day of college Oh. Um, <laughs> only to discover that this guy who humiliated her in one of her classes is stuck with her. So not only is she trapped on the same day, but she is trapped with someone she does not like at all. So of course <laughs> they're gonna fall in love. Could you imagine? <laughs> um so I had a lot of fun with that and it is it was my first book that it was slightly not contemporary. Oh, okay. Um yeah, cuz you know, the time travel element and just yeah. having to come up with kind of rules for that world and, and all of that and they go on, you know, these just various adventures. Um Was that
1: difficult for you to create a world now?
2: Yeah, you know, cuz I had to come up with with rules for it. I was like, "Okay, so if they get hurt on the previous day, do they feel it?" Mm, and you know, right. what time does it reset? um and, and those kinds of things and then actually figuring out you know am i gonna solve this with science or with magic um they actually my first draft of the book i turned it in and there was just a blank chapter before they get back to i mean i don't think it's a spoiler that they will eventually get back, back to their, their right timeline <laughs> um there was just a blank chapter because i was just like it will happen. I don't know how it happens, but they will get there. That's funny. And I had to, I wound up kind of weaving in this whole, like, mystery kind, sort of oh, element. Oh, cool. Fun. Um, uh, yeah. So that one was a
0: a challenge, but it's, um, it, it was a lot of fun. Cool. And you said that one is coming out in May? Yes. Is that right?
1: Okay. Uh, I'm so excited. I need to get my hands on them immediately. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're going to take a dive into the I know we've been like gla, glazing over the X-talk. Now we're finally <laughs> going to dive into it. And we're going to talk the relationship of Shay and Dominic. Um so what is it about their shared passion for radio that unites and divides them? How does this passion shape their relationship?
2: Yeah. So, you know, as sort of as I was talking about earlier, they Mm -hmm. come to it with really different views on radio. Um, So at the beginning, it almost it does feel like something that is keeping them apart and making them seem like these two totally different people. Um, But then they sort of start sharing some podcasts that they like. Um, I just sort of made up some fake names of podcasts (laughs) that they they listen to. Yeah. and I think one of my favorite offhand lines is like uh Dominic mentions a podcast he listens to, and he is like doing something on Shay's phone, and then he sees that she like downloaded all the episodes, right. yes, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and they also they as they're getting closer, they realize that they both have these very personal histories tied to radio, so Shay's." dad um, really loved public radio and they listened to it together growing up um, mm-hmm. before he passed away. And then um, Dominic shares that um, his mom uh, learned English through listening to public radio. Mm-hmm. So there's that connection there. Um, and yeah, just it really contains a lot of strong emotions for both of them. And I think they eventually learned that that is something that they have in common.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because at first it sort of divides them in like you were saying, they Mm -hmm. both have different feelings about what makes good radio. And I love that scene right in the beginning where he walks in and like has a successful like current event newscast and like (laughs) she's just like super annoyed about it but I think over time they both kind of teach each other the important parts the important aspects of both of these kinds of radio and like Mm -hmm. to her obviously it's telling a story he learns about how exciting that can be Mm -hmm. um and I I just love how like Their passion for this thing that initially divides them, brings them together at the end. And I'll talk about this next because obviously favorite scenes and everything. But the fact that, like, the resolution happens live on radio. Oh, (laughs) I I don't know if I can talk too much about it, (laughs) but it like just it made my heart like swell. I love oh, that. Thank you. You know, I don't know if I will
2: ever write a better grand like I'm a more suited to the book "Grand Gesture" as long yes. as I live than yes. that one. I and I love that they're self-aware the aware it. about it.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> like, oh, this could be the most romantic moment ever.
1: <laughs> like, yes, I agree. Um, I love Shay's passion, and um, that it derives from her father, and his derives yes. from his mother. So, like, I think that's mm-hmm. a really just. Interesting take on how much radio can mean to somebody, how that passes along to somebody else. And mm-hmm. to be quite honest, like I just we turn on the radio and like we just it's just there, right? We yep. we don't think about it, we don't process it, we don't realize that these are real people that have lives and that this is their like passion project in a sense. Um so reading this really brought that to mind. I was like, wow. It is interesting to see, like, this isn't just a voice in your head. This is, or not in your head, but, like, you're listening to. Them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: this is someone that is wanting to share this part of their life with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, radio can become so intimate and personable as well. Um, Yeah. But they're opposed. And I
0: think. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Devin. No, please. I just thought it's interesting how much we talk about the importance of truth in radio. And, like, so often, like, telling a story, you could just be telling a random story but when you bring yourself into it and and your truth and your life it like gives it a little bit more life in itself and they talk about that a lot and we obviously see that through the plot of what ends up happening too um, of the importance of like being your authentic self even on the radio so I really like that that's in like a huge part of it too
1: Yeah, and Shay's the storyteller, whereas Dominic is the reporter, and there's uh, just those, they coincide with each other, then are able to work Mm -hmm. and create this uh, beautiful beast, which is the X-Talk, so. Um, thank you.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys are smarter about this book than I am, it's so exciting, (laughs) no, it's so exciting to see, to like hear people um, kind of drag something out of it that either wasn't intentional or that you didn't make the
0: connection about, Um, Mm. it's always just incredibly exciting for me. Oh, I love that. Cool. Awesome. OK, so next question. Um, what were some of your favorite pieces of their relationship to write? And then we're going to provide some of our favorite moments as well. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite scene in this book was actually when I got an
2: idea for really early on. And I think that for most of the time that I was drafting, I was kind of working toward this scene. Um, and that is the scene or series of scenes when they are on Orcas Island after their bosses told yes. them that they need to go away for a bit and come back and make people believe that they used to date, um, I, I wrote those. I, I wrote some of those lines really early on, just like like you know, I don't care what you do, but like you need to come back and you know, I want you to know what it looks like when the other person spits in the sink, like <laughs> after they're when they're brushing their teeth. Like you just, I need you to come back and, and know each other. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a. So much fun writing that scene, um, and I did. Uh, so those those scenes were a lot of fun. And then I also like the scene where they are plotting their their past relationship. Those are are my two favorites, I
0: think. Cool. Awesome, cool. Devin.
1: Okay, I'm glad you brought you brought up Orcas Island because that was going to be my <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> if I had to choose one experience from that trip, I'd have to say that it is their hike. Um, and their selfie. And I just love that you brought <laughs> oh, that. Thank you. Yeah, I love that you brought that picture back and, uh, and made a reprise later in Shay's house at oh, the yeah. end. So I think that's really cool. Such a small moment, but I think it really encapsulates their relationship. Um, another of mine is when Dominic is showing off his Beanie Baby collection.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay. I love that a lot too. That was drawn very much from my um, childhood because we had so many Beanie Babies and my grandma would just give us give them to the them to us all the time and be like they're gonna be worth something someday (laughs) and i think i even did some googling oh uh so when i was writing that scene i actually did some research on what beanie babies were selling for and it is shockingly low (laughs) there are very few that are selling for a lot and i even remember like we have the princess diana beanie baby um, that everyone swore was going to be worth a ton of money, and like maybe it is, but maybe only certain editions. I, okay. I also learned like there are certain editions of Beanie Babies. Like it's not just
1: one and only; it has to
2: be like a, a special, yeah, 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 a special version of of that particular bear or whatever. That
1: I was not aware of.
2: Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I got really deep. <laughs> um,
1: but I do like that there's a level of openness that he demonstrates here, and it and it should um, be Shay's first clue. Of his true feelings um nobody in their right mind would show their significant other something so embarrassingly personable <laughs> <laughs> unless they wanted to be transparent with them mm-hmm. um so i mean i wouldn't there's some things that i would not show a significant <laughs> other unless i knew that this was the person <laughs> that i wanted to share that with also mm-hmm. one last one i love the master's jar um I think that's a brilliant idea. Quality. <laughs> Anytime he mentions his masters.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: thank you. So I actually for, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I have to give a shout out cuz I borrowed that from a podcast that I love. Um it's called the Bechtel cast and um it is a podcast about um, the role of women in movies and oh, cool. they Yeah, they do a really good job trying to view it through an intersectional lens too cuz it's mm-hmm. too white female comedians and they are often bringing on guests of, of various backgrounds, but it is holi- like it, describing the podcast does not do it justice. It is <laughs> constantly. I'm just constantly laughing to myself when I'm watching it or listening to it. Uh, but one of the hosts of the podcast has a master's in um, film. Okay. And they just are constantly referring to that as a joke. Is like, oh, okay, like this definitely qualifies me to have a podcast about movies. Cause
0: you know, <laughs> I have a master's degree in film from Boston (laughs) University. Yes. That's awesome. That is so great. Um, So my choice is, like, probably not the most popular one, but it's actually PodCon. Uh, It's PodCon. And you know why? (laughs) Probably PodCon until the resolution, because, yeah, that's, like, the breakdown moment. But for me, like, those books that, like, keep you turning pages Mm – They're the ones that are like, how is this going to resolve? How is this going to resolve? And I think those moments leading up to the breakdown at PodCon where they're just like, you know, definitely love this person, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then that whole thing happens. Like, that's the moment for me that I am. It's a page turner. It becomes a page turner. And then it just builds you up so perfectly to the resolution at the end, like I said before, which perfection that it happened <laughs> on the you. radio <laughs> um but so that's that's probably mine i mean the whole book has lots and lots of great steamy scenes but ultimately like what it is like when i started to get really excited was those few moments at PotCon. i love oh, thank it. you i'm
2: i'm happy to hear that i know that not everyone has been sold on like the climax to the ending <laughs>
1: <laughs> how dare they
0: <laughs> yeah tell them to talk to me <laughs> yeah
1: Oh, but cool. Um, So we're going to dive into how do Dom and Shay help each other break out of their ruts in life? We know that they start off as two individuals that are kind of not necessarily stuck, but just they only focus on one thing. So how do they help them break out of their shells?
2: Uh, That's a really great question. And I think a lot of it has to do with kind of their varying views and sometimes disparate views about love and relationships. And Shay is someone who has really been searching for that kind of ultimate partner, like the person she can settle down with and have the relationship that she saw her parents have. Um, And she has always been the first person to say, I love you in a relationship. And that has often led to that relationship's downfall. Um, And then meanwhile, Dominic has had only one serious relationship. So he is very inexperienced. Um, and I love nothing more than a beta hero. Um, something I try to put in everything because I just love writing. Um, I think it just is similar to what I was saying about in Weather Girl writing a fat hero. I love writing um, male characters that go against what we are often Norm. given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I really loved writing, like, an inexperienced character. Um, you know, he has only ever been with one person. Uh, and, yeah, so for him, like like you said, Devin, he really goes all in very soon. And that's that's true. Like, he has decided that she is kind of worthy of, of all of this attention and all of this um, vulnerability. And Shay is kind of holding herself back because she has been burned so much. And mm-hmm. she is given too much of herself too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they really, I, I think that's really at the core of a romantic comedy is the two people have to have these different feelings about relationships and and love. And they really have to each overcome, like, this misbelief that they have in, in order to de- get to that,
0: you know, happy for now or happily ever after. Yeah, 100%. Devin, you have thoughts?
1: Yeah, I so Dom just isolates himself after you already mentioned like his first uh, first real breakup and first real relationship. And although he tries to reach out to his old friends, he's not. It's not always re- easy to reconnect as one would like and hope when it comes to old mm-hmm. friends. And I think that's something that we're experiencing now, especially in your adult life. Like it's hard to reconnect to people that you haven't seen in a while. It's hard to um, pick up where you left off in a sense. And you feel like people have changed and that they're, uh, there's just some divide or some issue that you're not necessarily able to get over, um, hurdle over. So it's cool that we have someone like Donna uh, who's going through that experience as many adults mm-hmm. are, especially when they're getting out of uh, high, um, excuse me, college. Um, and she on the other hand, allows her job to be her life. Um, she's mm-hmm. hollow without it. Um um her identity and her job are one and the same and so these two give each other Hi puppies. <laughs> <laughs> uh these two give each other meaning and help each other discover who they are in their new stages of adulthood, which I think is just something that resonates well with um Steph and I and I think many other readers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really in- oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, I really intended it to be a kind of millennial romance novel and about people navigating millennial adulthood, and I think so much of that is figuring out how to make friends as an adult. Yes, um, yeah, because one of Shay's big yeah one of Shay's big things is she has this best friend from childhood, but she's like, I don't know how to make friends with other people. Um, one of my favorite lines, because this is definitely something I've done, is she even says like, like, what even is a real adult? I had two bagels for dinner yesterday. <laughs> um it's, okay. and it's just <laughs> like uh you know i think it's maybe like a brand thing i have bagels as like a big part of most of my books maybe i should like <laughs> look into that um <laughs> but uh you can delete that if you want no um, it's great <laughs> where was i going with that though um oh no it's really hard to to make friends anytime but especially as an adult and i think especially when yeah like your job is your life and you just don't know how to s- get started um, and you don't know like kind of what defines you as an adult or what what mm. are these kind of set pieces that you need to be considered an adult and i have now said the word adult 20 times in this this one um, this one paragraph that i'm speaking but <laughs> yeah that's that's something that they're grappling with and Shay also really thinks like okay I've bought a house I have a job now do I need like a partner to feel like this fully formed grown up person and she eventually realizes that you know maybe she doesn't (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I related so much to it because I'm just in this point where it's like we've graduated and then you're like starting your job. Like it is the millennial story. And ultimately, like I just loved watching Shay kind of unravel because what you start to do once you're out of college is like your whole life has been sort of planned for you up to this point. Then you have to start making decisions on your own and for yourself and Mm -hmm. defining your own way and your own path. And I think that's what Dominic kind of allows her to do and allows her to just like get rid of those insecurities she's been sort of winding around herself um and to to really figure out what she needs and ultimately uh, that's why I love that, that scene just before PodCon where she's like I think I'm ready to tell him that I'm falling for mm-hmm. him and it's like that's such a like you, you just want to tell her like Shaker be like you love him you idiot but at the same <laughs> time I totally understand like what the feeling is like to be so wound up in those insecurities, especially at this point in your life where you're figuring everything out. You've been rejected Mm -hmm. by a bunch of different things or by a bunch of different people, different jobs, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I I totally relate to her in that. And I think it's great to see her unwind a little bit. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Cool okay so next question these two experience a series of quote-unquote black moments and these are famous moments in the romance genre where we where all hope is lost in love Um, so how do they recover from them and what is it that helps heal their relationship
2: so the big black moment here happens at podcon as you mentioned and I don't think it's a spoiler that anytime there's going to be some kind of deceit or trickery that eventually unravels and people Ask realize you. that, uh, you know, their show is a lie in the most erratic way possible. Um, and Dominic kind of lets Shay down in a moment where she really needed him. So mm-hmm. she sort of feels like okay, I've given – I've already kind of decided that I'm in love with him, but I couldn't rely on him, so maybe I was jumping too fast the way I have before. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I – that black moment is really difficult to write because your readers know it's coming, and when I read romance novels, I want to feel like the author is kind of trying something different with with that moment. Sure. Because you know they're going to end up together, and it's really just just kind of about that journey to get there.
0: Right. Um,
2: so I think I just really try to dig deep with the characters, and just kind of what they need to unlearn that they've been struggling with this whole this whole book. And I think for Shay, a lot of it is just giving herself the the courage and like the permission to take take that leap and to like be that broken person and still like go after something that makes her happy. Mm-hmm.
1: The first one that I really notice um, as a black woman is when they realize that like we can't do this casual thing. Um, It's Mm -hmm. it's too real. Um, She feels like Dominic is a distraction, and um, it's just getting too much. They don't know how to define the relationship, in a Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And they originally get back together um, after they... Do that. They have that talk. They have the discussion of what they want out of a relationship and they both realize, like, we didn't want casual in the first place. We just thought that that was what you wanted and I thought that was what you wanted. <laughs> so here we mm-hmm. are in this predicament. But like you said, the, this, the next one, the real big one comes at podcon and there's just a sense of humiliation and then separation mm. because of the path that he takes and the path that she takes. Um, she feels just almost abandoned um, in the moment and later on. Um, and then that grouping of getting back together, I think there's a lot of, there's that theme of truth and honesty, um, that is dealt with in radio, but then also with their relationship as well. They have to Mm -hmm. recognize like, what do we want from this? And, um, what are Mm -hmm. we hoping from to get out of this? And, um, it's something that they ran for, ran from from the very beginning. Was being truth and honest with each other because their their whole relationship started off based off of a lie. Um, mm-hmm. So from the very get go, they've been running away from being truthful, and so they've kind of just got caught up in the web of it all. So yep. what
0: are yeah, yeah. And sorry if I'm sorry if I'm a little delayed. I think because of the Wi Fi problem, I am. But you're good. My thoughts here: I think it's interesting that kind of black moment after PodCon. For Shay, is a reverting to her previous way of thought, which is really, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because sometimes Mm -hmm. it could be a moment where a character is getting burned for the first time, and that's just a really intense spiral for them to realize. But for her, I feel like it's almost more painful because she's been there like a hundred times before. And so she's like, maybe I misjudged this like I have before. And that's just like almost more heartbreaking to watch. You know, and she just kind of shuts down and stops talking to people because right. she doesn't know how to deal with relationships at that point. Whether that be with her mom, with Amina, like whoever it is, she feels like all of her relationships are kind of spiraling. And it's like, I don't know, it's just like kind of a sad shock. But I think it's it's a time that she needed because things were just kind of, even before the thing at PodCon, things were kind of confusing up in the air and like, Like her relationships were just not being very well processed or defined by her. Um, So I think that after that moment, it was so necessary to have that black moment um, because then she could really grapple with that fear that had been lingering all along, which is, am I being too pushy? Am I saying I love you too soon? Like, this is always my problem. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. this allows her to grapple with that and then move on from the insecurity and not have to deal with it constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's, it's a good moment for her. Even though it's not a good moment, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) A good
1: journey, a good growth moment. (laughs) Right. Um, Moving forward, where do you think Shay and Dom's relationship will go from here? Do you think they found the one, quote unquote, and will we see them again (laughs) in some fashion?
2: Hmm. I definitely think that they will stick it out, for sure. Uh, another kind of facet to this being a millennial romance novel is that I didn't want to end it with a proposal or a mm-hmm. wedding. Um, and it just ends with them moving in together. I also don't feel like that's yeah. it's too much of a spoiler. But We know
1: that they get um, together.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, they do not show up in my next book, but I would love to kind of tie everything together in a little like journalism Ooh. universe in my my third book uh, or my third adult book which hasn't been announced yet but is also
0: kind of journalism related. Ooh.
1: Exciting.
0: Fun. <laughs> and I don't really think Devin and I I don't know. I to me I think they've found the one because I love shipping like these kinds of romantic <laughs> relationships, but you are the author, so you would know better than me or Devin. <laughs> so that's great um and we would love to see them again i know yeah. Devin and i were talking a lot about just all of the different scenes that are so well written between the two of them i would love to see some more steamy dom and shay scenes <laughs> come <laughs> back <laughs> but okay last question this is our bring it home question um we ask at the end of every episode do we ship it I mean, yes, Devin? I hope.
1: Okay. so. Obviously. Oh. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say.
0: I think it's obvious yeah. for you, <laughs>
1: Devin. <laughs> it's hard for you I, to. I mean, say if that. I
2: didn't, if I didn't, I feel like someone would have to take like my romance novelist <laughs> like, card away. <laughs> like, no, I actually think these two are awful together. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's kind of
1: funny. <laughs> for sure, um, I love um, the small things that he does for her that ultimately build up to who he is in their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. his dealings with, uh, Steve Rogers and, um, just, uh, cooking and like the small things mm-hmm. that make him a boyfriend figure. Um, puppy. Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so many puppy <laughs> <Sorry>. moments. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, and Shay, I, I, I grappled with, like, I really wish we would have gotten some of um, Dominic's personality, not personality, some of his, from his perspective um, in the text. During
0: that time? Yes. Be- After, yeah.
1: And I'm glad that you left it out because it gives a little bit of mystery in- to his character and we get to discover him through Shay's eyes, um, which I think is really cool. Um, but yes, obviously, we ship it. <laughs> Steph? Yeah,
0: I ship it. I love any good steamy romantic partnership, and I think that these two, like we were talking about before, pull each other out of their little insecurities that they've had in relationships in the past, which I always just like like to watch, because obviously that's how everyone kind of goes mm-hmm. through life if they're looking for a relationship. You have not-so-great ones until you find the right one, and ultimately right. what the right one is able to do is walk you through why the other ones weren't the right one um, in various ways. And I think that's what these two do for each other. And I I love the way it's set up – through this podcast that it it is kind of a nuanced, like funny situation to be in pretending to be exes and then actually falling for each other. (laughs) We
1: have to, (laughs) we've had that question of like, are people going to think that we are together? So we've clearly (laughs) had to set that grounding at the very beginning. We are friends we do this. That's Um, great. But no, I do love, again, going back to um, relationship wise, Dominic is very um he opens shay's eyes as to what love re not really is but just like his version of it because he is more of like this is intimate and this is personable and for her it's always just been a fling um so Mm -hmm. i think it really changes the perspective of like oh so this is what it's supposed to be like, or this is what it really meant to be in a sense. Mm So um, instead of just I would
0: be interested to hear his side of the story. (laughs) I would be very
2: interested.
0: (laughs) You know, it's so funny because I get tagged in
2: interviews of this and also interviews of my upcoming book, weather girl that have have said the same thing. And I think part of it is because in romance, you're used to getting dual POV. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know i think that a lot lately a lot more of them have been single pov and what i love about it is you just don't know what the other person is thinking which i know is like it's a like struggle. a real
0: relationship
2: yeah but it's also i think that there is so much more tension that way because you just have no idea what is going through with head. whereas you know you could flip the page and it could just be like i am obsessed with shay and be like okay <laughs> yeah. well there's no more mystery, there's no All mystery right. there <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are plenty of dual POV romances that I love. And this, this is not to throw shade on them at all. Right. Um, but for the reason that I write single POV is because I love that mystery and keeping that, that Absolutely. tension. I, I, actually, That's I think great. it's probably more of a challenge with dual POV because you have to keep the tension up in different ways. Somehow. Yep. So maybe yep. I'm just taking the, the
0: easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: Um, one quick thing. Off-the-cuff question, I recently saw that you watched Tick-Tick Boom, correct?
2: Yes, I watched it last night.
1: What are your thoughts? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I watched it Friday when it released. What are your thoughts on Tick-Tick Boom?
2: Oh, I loved it so, so much. I had heard, like, that Andrew Garfield was amazing, but I was just blown away. I did not know I was blown away. do any of that. And just, oh my god, like, all the Broadway cameos, yes. all the everything, it was just um honestly one of the best movie musicals i have ever seen i'd agree i, I had say. i
1: walked into it not knowing much about it and then i did a lot of research afterwards which i think is Same. really cool <laughs> of the um the project that it encourages you to dive in further mm-hmm. um but cool, I just saw I saw that and I, oh, yeah. I just wanted to like <laughs> quick little oh, question, so what one... are your thoughts?
2: And also, I mean, so many of my writer friends have been talking about just what and wait, Stephanie, have you seen it yet? Nope, okay, but I well, really want to. I mean, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but there's a conversation okay. that he has with his, his Asian about like, okay, what do I do next? I've spent mm-hmm. all these years of my life working on this musical and she's like, you write the next one and then you write the next one and then you write the next one yeah. and that's always kind of the advice that that I hear about writing and that I give other writers when they're like okay what do I do I'm like you have to write the next thing because you cannot put all of your eggs
1: into one basket in your first project yeah Yeah.
2: it's you never know which book is going to land with people and you if you want to sustain this as a career which I think most people do I know there's so much focus on getting like that first thing but you have to be thinking about what's coming next
1: yeah and we looking forward to what's coming next from you personally. So, <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. But cool. there you have it, our thoughts and uh, the author's thoughts on The X Talk.
0: Yes. And, Rachel, was there anything else you wanted to end with or let readers or listeners know about or anything like that?
2: Uh, just that Weather Girl comes out January 11th, and I've been told that it is a very good book to read while it is – raining outside, um, in part because <laughs> of the cover. And uh, yeah, just any kind of inclement inclement weather. I think it is a very
0: cozy and comforting book. Love it. Awesome. We're excited. Okay. And as always, thank you all for listening. And thank you so much to Rachel and Solomon for joining us for this awesome discussion. It has been so much fun.
1: It truly has. And if you're interested in learning more about Rachel and her works, please visit um, rachelsolomonbooks.com. Um, and if you are interested in joining us on our show on our show <laughs> or sending in comments, find us on social media or email us at we at gmail.com.
0: Yay! And of course we would love to hear from you, so please rate and review where you listen to the show. We love you guys. Quote, make people cry, make people laugh, but most of all, make sure you're telling a good story. See you guys next time.
1: Bye guys.